Hello, everyone, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. I think a lot of you out there will be familiar with the, the three letters PMS and what they stand for, premenstrual syndrome, this hormonal change that affects women before menstruation begins. Mm. And what many of you may not have heard of before, if you're anything like us, is, is something called PMDD. Never, ever heard of it. And that's... Um... It's embarrassing, first of all, for a, for a science journalist, but also considering how much of the the population, the, wor the world's population that this affects, it's, that's sad. I didn't know. So this is, this is, we'll go ahead and get the definition out of the way for you right up top. Uh, PMDD stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It's very severe. Yeah. And as you're about to find out, it affects an astonishing number of people around the world on any given day. My name is Julia Sacha. I'm a psychiatrist and a neuroscientist, and I'm really interested in female mental health. And my colleagues and I have just finished a 10-year-long study uh, on PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And I think just right at the top here, let's get a definition of, of what exactly PMDD is. And for the listeners out there, how would they know where the line is uh, between normal uh, premenstrual syndrome and PMDD? And what's, what's the, the line for you? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the most extreme cases, right, are, are probably easier to point point, right? If you have, if you experience any uh, suicidal thoughts, of course, I would recommend to actually get help as fast as you can, right? And immediately talk to your psychiatrist or at least like your family doctor. Um, but then I think there's disruptions in personal and professional lives, right? I mean, that can, can mean a lot of things. So it is probably something that requires a bit of um, consultation with um, either your family doctor or a psychiatrist. Um, and, you know, they can follow those symptoms up with you, particularly like, for instance, with, with a diary. And then you can see if the diagnosis really is confirmed. Any idea of what percent of women we're talking about here? Sure. Um, so maybe, I mean, there's, there's more than 800 million people menstruating daily, and 3 to 8% of these experience symptoms of PMDD. So am I understanding you right there? You have 800 million women around the world menstruating at any given time, and 3 to 8% of them... Mm -hmm. are basically unable to carry on their lives in a normal way at a given time? They have these disruptions, right, in their uh, personal and professional lives, yeah. I think the, um, you know, the, the ambiguity of that is that when you suffer from depressive disorder, right, you experience continuous um, symptoms. Whereas if you uh, experience PMDD, it's two to three days a month. You have two to three really hard days, the symptoms are serious, but... I mean, luckily, it goes away again, right? So getting diagnosed, getting treatment, I think is still very, very challenging for the patients. Is it clear why this happens? Um, so f for a long time, people thought, well, it has to have something to do with hormones, right? Because it's so closely linked to the menstrual cycle. But all the studies we have show the opposite. The hormones look the same compared to healthy women. Um, so for a couple of years um, now, um, the idea was really, well, it has to be something in the brain that responds differently in these patients um, to the natural fluctuating hormones. 
what would be going on there? Because to me, what's what's strange or what's difficult for me to figure out is that um, a lot of these symptoms, I think, as I understand it from PMS or PMDD, they tend mm-hmm. to go away once the menstruation begins. So it's exactly. all it's all in the buildup to that, mm-hmm. and then something something's happening. But what is that? Right. What is that something? Yeah, so we were uh, looking at the serotonin transporter. Um, just because, you know, SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, um, are really effective in this disorder. And so the main target for these drugs is the serotonin transporter, but nobody believed that it could change so quickly. For the longest time, like when I was in medical school, I learned, well, Within a decade, this transporter changes maybe 10%, but it's really an individual trait. It's nothing that changes quickly. Um, So when we started the study looking at this protein um, within a month, um, not a lot of people believed that we would find something, um, but we actually found increases up to 20% um, in the midbrain within just two weeks. You said before about how severe this can be. Mm. Does... If, if if women who are suffering from it take an SSRI, will mm-hmm. they get will Selective, they get will yeah. they get will they get better? Yes. So the cool thing about this is that I mean SSRIs right can be very effective in treating depression, but for some patients they don't work at all. We know in PMDD um, affected patients respond really well to these drugs, and they respond quickly. So um, that is also kind of, you know, what we find in our study, that we probably don't need to give these drugs continuously, but just when the transporter is high. So for our listeners out there who um, either themselves experience PMDD or know someone who does, Mm -hmm. what your data suggests is that taking an SSRI drug for what two or three days during the during the period that they're being affected is that is that a potential therapy or solution for them in mm-hmm. the future so i would say i mean the first line treatment are ssris as you say i think um, we have several clinical trials that suggest luteal dosing which means just the second half of the cycle there's studies that suggest a week as you said now there's one trial that found a single dose of fluoxetine to be effective um, however, this is not routinely done in Germany, I think. And I think it's a little bit a lack of communication between gynecologists and psychiatrists, right? Because most patients probably see the gynecologist first before they see a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, but it's really the psychiatrist who prescribes the SSRIs. And what we do is that we have the patients um, track their menstrual cycle, so they um, track in a diary really the symptoms, so we can pinpoint what days they typically experience the symptoms. And then we um, start, um, and it's trial and error, right? We start with a week and see if that is enough. And it depends from woman to woman, but I've had really good experiences with a week. I didn't know before Connor told me about this study today, I didn't know about PMDD. Is lack of awareness um, a problem? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, we we see this, right, this huge data gap uh, where we have a lot of uh, research data on male brains and male bodies, but we're still lacking um, most of these data in female bodies, female brains, particularly during the reproductive age. What exactly is happening in a woman's body or in the human body 
when uh, these symptoms appear a week or two before the menstruation actually happens? What, what is happening at the, at the chemical or neurological yeah. level? So it's typically a couple of days before menstruation happens when those symptoms are most severe. And what we see in uh, the bodies and brains is that from periovulatory phase, right, when ovulation occurs, um, then in the second half, um, the hormones fluctuate pre- pretty wildly. Uh, progesterone goes up and then it really goes down and estradiol has two peaks, but also you experience a depletion in this premenstrual phase. And so during this hormonal turmoil in the brain, we see an increase of the serotonin transporter density. And this transporter transports serotonin back, right, from the synaptic cleft back to the cells. So if the transporter is increased, it's likely that there's more serotonin transported back into the cells, which could lead to less serotonin in the synaptic cleft. But serotonin is really important for mood regulation, um, so what we think is happening is that in response to this hormonal change in women with PMDD, they lack the serotonergic buffer um, for um, making up for this um, hormonal change. So they're missing like the, like the little boat that would carry the serotonin over to where yeah. it should go. Particularly like what we see is um, in the healthy women, and we didn't expect it at all, is that the transport actually goes down. So in healthy women, they may actually have a little more serotonin in the synaptic cleft premenstrual, which could be, right? I don't want to speculate too much because this is not what the study was designed to do. But I found this really interesting to see like this flexibility of the female brain, right, to be resilient and to adapt to a hormonal, a changing hormonal environment. Whereas in PMDD, it goes the other way. They lose more serotonin. The transporter is upregulated. More gets transported back. One way to fix the problem is with drugs, with these SSRI mm-hmm. um, yeah, molecules. Is there any other way to do it? Any other therapies that you are aware of? Right. So, uh, of course, the combination with psychotherapy is always a good idea. Cognitive behavioral therapy, either alone or in combination with SSRI, has been shown to be effective. Um, And then, um, I mean, there are ideas of dietary modifications to also boost serotonin. This is a little bit of a gray area. We need more research here um, because to get serotonin into the brain in a concentration that would really matter. I think this is really, really hard with just serotonin-rich foods, like eating a lot of bananas, tofu, nuts. But a dietary um, supplements in the future, right, could be tested to actually help with that. Another idea is bright light therapy. We know that in seasonal affective disorder, serotonin transported density is also effective. Uh, affected. So maybe a combination of dietary supplements and bright light therapy could also be beneficial, but that remains to be tested. Great. Gabe, any follow-ups? I was just wondering for, I, I'm a, I've got three girls at home mm-hmm. and, and they haven't entered that phase of their lives yet. And just, just off the cuff here, I'm wondering, um, is this something that, that women have to be really worried about? in their lives or is it is it manageable if you get pmdd can yeah. can can you deal with it yeah i think um it's very manageable right that's the good news um ssri is the first line treatment a highly effective 
Um, I think the challenge is to um, actually understand what you're going through to get help, to get the right diagnosis, and to get the treatment. And that was Professor Yulia Zacher. She's uh, an expert in cognitive neuroendocrinology. Neuroendocrinology. I've always hated that word. I used to have to go to an endocrinologist. I hate that word. Diabetes. Let's change it. Let's change it right here. Go to what, what, what? Make it what? The place. Capital T, capital P. There's only one the place. And that was Professor Yulia Zacher. She's an expert in cognitive neuroendocrinology. She's a researcher at the Max Planck Institute for Human Cognitive and Brain Sciences in Leipzig, Germany. Yeah, going back to how many, how many people this affects. If, if you have it if, it, if you get the diagnosis that you have PMDD, you are most certainly not alone, right? Up to 10% of the global population deals with this. You're not alone. You can manage it. She made that very clear. So it's, it's definitely very serious, but it's, not, it's nothing to, to, to worry too much about. Yeah, and I think, I think this is the message that I got from her. And mine was different. I, I think for me, I, you and I grew up in a world where there were lots of PMS jokes. You, I know you've heard them. I know a lot of our listeners have heard them. It's a derogatory way to talk about a woman. Um, and I think, I hope that this interview has been helpful for everyone to just be, yeah, to be aware of the fact that uh, this is, there are varying levels of severity and it can be extremely severe. And that's, that none of this is anything to be laughed at or um, joked about, really. How horrible. Hmm. How, how hor- you're, you're suffering, you're physically suffering horribly and everyone's saying, come on, stop, stop being, making such a big deal about it. Hmm. It's the kind of thing that should be treated therapeutically in some cases. Yeah. Um, really important message from, from Yulia and just a, an important series of, of letters to, to keep inside your heads. PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Anything you guys have to say on this topic to us, we're, we're open to it. Send us an email at su at dw.com. Science Unscripted.